Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Lee Cantor here, another episode of High Velocity Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Aaron Anderson, and he is with Axiom Partners. Welcome, Aaron. How are you doing? I am doing well. I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Axiom Partners, uh, who you serve it, and how do you do it? Sure. So Axiom Partners is the parent company for all, a few other entities that I have. Um, I have about seven restaurants total. I own um, three three readers, uh, Italian Ice out of Philadelphia. I owned, uh, let's see, I think it's four original hot dog factory franchises in Philadelphia. And then also um, I started my own franchise called uh, Chef Foods Kitchen. So uh, how'd you get involved in the restaurant business? I, I, I was, you know, part of being an entrepreneur, you try to invest in things that's going to, you know, that's going to be around. And I figure food is a, an essential, you know, it's just something essential you, you need it to, to survive. So that was just like one of the deciding factors in saying, I want to invest in, in food. So restaurants, it was. Now, um, were you in the food industry or you just felt that those were good investments? I felt that those were good investments. And then how'd you choose the franchises that you started with? So um, prior to being in the restaurant industry, I had my own screen printing company that I've started from literally ground up. And one of the things that I, I realized was just that, you know, building the business, the, the, the most important thing is your structure, your branding, your system. So it was just so many different compartments that it took me a long time to build. So I felt when I go into the, the, the restaurant industry, I will buy into a franchise because everything is just already there. So it would just make my job a lot easier from that aspect. And it would enable me to be able to grow at a rapid pace. Now, when you were picking franchises, especially in the food industry, there's lots and lots to choose from. How'd you land on the ones you landed on? Sure. So with the original hot dog factory, um, I looked at other hot dog factory, um, other hot dog franchises and, you know, the, the original hot dog factory menu is just so unique and it's, you know, a lot, it's, it's, it's unique. And there's the market for it, a, a very big market. So, and they, and then Philadelphia in the Northeast region, we don't really have that type of, you know, uh, product here. So when I looked at it, I said, man, this is, this is a great concept and like how versatile the menu is. So I flew to Atlanta and then I tried the food and that's, you know, I said, this is a hit. So I brought it up to Philadelphia. And um, like I said, I opened up about four to five and, you know, we just keep on going. And then with Rita's, uh, Rita's is a water ice business, but that's originally like it started in the outskirts of Philadelphia. So, you know, if you're in the Northeast region, you, you know, you've probably heard the name Rita's. So that was kind of like a no brainer. Now, once you started doing that, and I guess you were starting to get success and you were opening up additional units, um, what kind of was the the reason to say, you know what, I think I can do this on my own? Um, it was, you take, I took a lot of, uh, or a little bit of something from everything. I took a little bit of experience I had from starting my own businesses 
and also experiences. Then I started looking at the way that, you know, these other franchises, how they built their system. And I already felt like with all that information that that would help me be able to start my own. And that's exactly what I did. So now you're you're playing in the space of ghost kitchens. Uh, can you explain what that concept is and then how you got involved and um, where it's taken you? Sure. So I discovered um, the ghost kitchen concept and probably about two, in 2019, pre-COVID. Now, mind you, I, I, I literally flew to other states and seen the operations and I'm like, this is a, you know, this is an awesome idea. And with, you know, with a ghost kitchen, it's pretty much a, a big building. They have 28 different kitchens in this one building, but every kitchen is separate. It's like you get your own, your own kitchen. That's about two, two to 300 square feet has all the cooking equipment in it. The only way that you're able to get the food is through, um, takeout or delivery using a third-party delivery app like Uber Eats, Grubhub, DoorDash, like that. So that's pretty much what a ghost kitchen is. Now, when I discovered it pre-COVID, I'm like, this is this is not a bad, a bad thing. This might be the restaurant industry of the future. And then when COVID hit, it was like, it was a no-brainer because restaurants weren't able to see uh, customers and nobody really were coming out. So it just made all the sense in the world. And that's how I started my franchise in the ghost kitchen. So your franchise, is it an actual ghost kitchen concept or is it uh, uh, something that lives within a ghost kitchen? So the, it's, it's, in the, it's in the ghost kitchen itself. And we actually are planning for brick and mortar uh, in the near future. Now, so the ghost kitchen is kind of like a one of those co-working spaces, but instead of kind of businesses, it's restaurants. C- correct. And then, the, and also a unique thing about the ghost kitchen is that you're in this kitchen, but you're allowed to do as many concepts as you want out of that one kitchen. So it's literally, you can offer, you can have four different restaurants out of that one kitchen and be able to service the customers as well. Right. So then that's where you're seeing a lot of kind of, um, celebrities get into this where they can put their name on something, come up with a a manageable menu and then be nationwide in the blink of an eye. Just like that. You're absolutely right. So, uh, so you think that this is a trend that it's going to be even post COVID it's going to be still pretty, uh, popular. I, I think this, I think post COVID, and this is actually facts, um, that it's, because it's so great and it's so convenient, it'll always be a market for it. But as things open up and things are going back to the to the new normal, you, you the sales are declining, but they're not declining drastically. But there is a difference. But I do think it'll be around because it's created its own lane. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be around as well. And I think that as kind of COVID wanes a little bit and people people are just hungry to get out again and to be interacting with other people. So they're going to restaurants or they can't wait to go and have this kind of experience that they haven't had in a while. So I think that's going to take some of that away, but it'll go back to the convenience factor. I mean, that's the bottom line after all this. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like I said, it's definitely created its own, its own lane for sure. So now, uh, 
how are, the, are you going to the through the whole franchise process as a franchisor right now? As far as with the other franchises that I'm involved with? Well, I, I know like you're doing Aritas and the yeah. hot dog one, but this new concept, are you franchising it? At, so you're the actual franchisor? Absolutely, yes. So now wearing that hat, it's a little different, right? Now you're the one doing the training and teaching. Uh, has that been difficult for you? Because that's a, that's really a whole other business. Yeah. So again, I took, it, it's not difficult. Um, it's all a learning, a learning curve, which that's what's, you know, that's the one thing about growth. Um, but I take a lot of experiences that I have, and especially being a part of two separate franchises, that's totally different. I'm able to take operations from both and kind of combine it with my idea and literally, and you know, include it in the franchise that I'm building. So it makes it not as difficult as if I didn't have any experience or anything like that. Right. But, but the act, like one thing when you're in the, as a franchisee, your job is just sell more, you know, readers around the neighborhood, but as a franchisor, you got to get people up and running and successful so they can sell more in their neighborhood. Sure. And, and that's, and, you know, we did, so it's a, it's a franchise where we're going to have different, I guess, you know, different outfits, meaning we'll have a ghost kitchen franchise for this same chef Ruth's kitchen, and then we'll have the brick and mortar. But what I did with the, uh, the ghost kitchen is what step-by-step I recorded everything. So let's just say you wanted to open up a ghost kitchen, chef Ruth's kitchen, uh, franchise in Arizona, you know, along with signing up, you'll definitely get training, but then you'll get an actual video that you'll always have to literally walk you by step-by-step process of everything that we did to become successful with it. So now in your work, uh, you must run across just a million opportunities. How do you decide which are the ones that are worth uh, getting involved with? Pretty much instinct. Um, that's, that's probably the, the major part of the decision, uh, decision instinct. But then also, you know, I evaluate, everything that that it has from a does it make sense from you know like food is a an essential thing so anything involving food it order automatically court you know catches my eye but i you know instincts is pretty much my that that one thing that if it feels right i'll i'll take a look at it uh any advice for folks out there that uh are thinking about being an entrepreneur maybe they were laid off or maybe they uh, you know, it just had this idea on the back burner, but they never took action. It sounds like you're a guy that once you kind of see something, you believe in it, you're not shy about taking action. Yeah. And and I think as, as an entrepreneur, you know, there are a lot of different components that you, that you want to have, but definitely not being, having fear is something that you want to have. Um, not giving up being resilient, that's that's another that's something else that I feel entrepreneurs should definitely have. And also something that's important, whenever you're involving yourself into any business that you, it's going to be yours, you want to have verticals from that business because everything don't always go according to plan. So you just want to make sure that if you have any curves or hurdles that you're able to pivot and maybe figure something else out that ties into that initial investment, but you definitely want to have verticals. 
Now, any advice for the entrepreneur out there on building a team? Because it's hard to do this on your own. Man, it's it's hard to do it on your own. And I mean, with the way that the, the world is now, just finding good help is not even easy. Um, but when you're, you know, for me, building a team, you kind of want to look at these these people that you want to build with, like as a marriage, you gotta, you know, you gotta, they gotta have those qualities to say, no matter what, I want this person to, to be a part of my team, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, we, we stick through communicate and, and get over things because that's super important when you're, when you're building is to have the right, the right team around you for sure. Now, looking back at your career, is this how you imagined it was going to go? Not even close. <laughs> not, not not even close. I um, honestly, I, like I like restaurants wasn't even in in my in my eyesight at all. I, I thought I was going to be doing something totally different. But I'm glad, and I'm very uh, humbly blessed and thankful for everything that I have going on. Now, any advice for maybe the more seasoned entrepreneur about how to give back and how to kind of help your community thrive and, and just, you know, cause like once you kind of take care of yourself, I think it's important to help the next guy up. Uh, what's your take on that? Definitely giving back is very important. And I'm glad you touched on that because when I opened up the first original hot dog factory, I opened it up in March of 2020, which was right in the middle of COVID. And I already understood that I wasn't going to make any, you know, I wasn't going to, the opportunity wasn't going to be there the way that I thought it was because everything was shut down. So what I did was I gave back the like the first four months of opening to Ronald McDonald House. Uh, we donated for to the first responders for like two months. Um, also the Boys and Girls Club. So giving back is definitely um, it's it, it, it makes sense when you're an entrepreneur because you everybody needs somebody. So giving back is very important, and I would encourage entrepreneurs and just people in general to always look forward to giving back if they, if they able to. Now, uh, what do you need more of? How can we help you right now? I mean, it's more employees. That's what I, that's what I need help with right now. More employees is hard to find good staffing at this, at this point for me. Yeah. That's a challenge for everybody nowadays. Well, I'm hearing that around the country that finding uh, folks out there that want to work is, is a challenge nowadays. It it is. And I mean, I've gotten creative and started offering um, incentives and and certain things like that, that I didn't think I would have to do, but it's definitely challenging to find employees or staff right now. So if somebody wants to learn more about what you're up to or maybe uh, find one of those uh, restaurants that you're uh, that you got, what's the best website to go to uh, find all you're into? Sure. Um, Axiom, which is A-X-X-E-U-M, Corp, C-O-R-P as in Paul, dot com. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on High Velocity Radio. 